Welcome back to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. We are your hosts. Dr. Fred Ray Librand is the creator of the independent homeschool website, courses, and YouTube channel. My name is Karen and I am a current homeschooling mom of six children with a homeschooling YouTube channel called Our House. Welcome. If you would like to submit your questions to be featured on a future show, please email them to homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. In this episode, we're going to talk about this idea that I see often with parents, a question that gets brought up a lot, and it's how do you keep your child's focus on doing their best the first time without requiring or expecting perfection? So can we talk about this balance of stressing to your children, make sure you do your best and not expecting perfection, that pressure on them that they have to be perfect. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on it. I asked Jody about this beforehand and get her to <clears throat> quiz through. I can't get her to join me in here, but she'll debrief. Yes. She said, she said what I said at first, which is <clears throat> we need to figure out what we mean by perfect. What is this? word we're talking about and is it actual a thing is it achievable but her first thought was kind of cute which was well i think if you make the consequences of not doing their best bad enough they'll do their best <laughs> yes very true <laughs> that may be the solution you know yes i like so that. you know if you really want to rewrite this we in a private school i helped grow and uh, start in midland texas the midland classical academy uh, I was uh, introduced the idea of the, you could redo any of your papers. It may have been in most departments, but it may have been tests too. You can redo them if you want a better grade. So if you got a B, want an A, you can rewrite the paper, get an A. Well, built into that is why not just do it right the first time instead of having to do it twice? Yes. You know, and and then but you do have control of the grade you're getting. So if there's enough pain, you know, like uh, with our kids with mathematics, if you, you have a set time, you have this two hours to one hour segments, the way we finally ended it uh, in the later years. But <clears throat> if you don't get the number of problems done, you're supposed to in that two hours, that will turn into homework that afternoon. Mm -hmm. Because we're not waiting on you. You've got a time limit. And that's part of the training of testing to start creating time limits. So they learn how to work within time going to come in handy for projects and jobs and all the rest because limits yield intensity that's because what limits saying. yield intensity exactly and yes. so if if you begin to understand the way that game works with these kids in our context our kids wanted to play and do other things in the afternoon so mm -hmm. that consequence of having to do it later was strong enough on them to focus and get it done now and be done with it right Right. So, Great. so that would be one, you know, what's the consequence of not doing your best? And if they don't have internal motivation, then they don't have really much feedback uh, on it, you know? So, so a lot of things will give you feedback like golf, you know, mm -hmm. golf gives you really immediate feedback. Yeah. You hit a ball and it crosses the street, hit somebody's car. Well, that's feedback. Right. That wouldn't be bowling. Your bowling would be bowling will do that. Most all of the yeah. sport in some some sense or another. Yeah. So um, you know, even uh, 
relational things, selling something or asking someone on a date or something, you know, uh, if you don't get a good result, there might be a hint there for you. Yeah. You know, so doing your best. Um, how do you get kids to do their best? And I, I would I do have a little different way I'd suggest thinking about it. And this is kind of personal because my dad was that way, except my dad was really um, cruel in this area. Uh, it's a great guy. I loved him, learned a great deal. But what he always did was, son, you should do your best, right? right. And then if you do your best, so like when I graduated my master's program, I remember getting the car and saying, hey, I graduated with honors, 6.2 some odd on a four-point scale, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, oh, why didn't you make a 4.0? So in his mind, the way he played the game was you should do your best and you can always do better. Right. The problem is that's mutually exclusive. You can only do your best if you do your best. And if you could have done better, you didn't do your best. Right. Right. So what we mean by this, we got to sort out because we mean to do your best under the circumstances. But even that, how do you know? How do you know what a person's best is? You know, yeah, Mm -hmm. athletes go and compete and sometimes they set records and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't set a record. It's not even a personal best. and They still beat everybody. Well, they didn't do their best. but They won the gold, you know. Right. So when we are saying this, what what do you think? Let me ask you, what do you think parents are really trying to get at when they say this stuff about getting a kid to do their best? Um, getting, uh, for, well, for example, we, you know, we're doing math this way where they're correcting themselves. So the temptation could be like, well, what's the difference if I get five wrong or 10 wrong, I'm going to correct myself and then fix my mistakes. So why should I really give it that all the first go around? So, you know, something I did was having them graph their errors. So they had a visual that they'd constantly have to mark how many they got wrong because the obvious inclination is they want the graph to be low. So that's, I think that's kind of an example of what parents are looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, in this question, exactly, it's uh, their best the first time without expecting perfection. So one way you do it is you realize that expecting perfection is expecting something that's impossible. Right. So that shouldn't actually be in the conversation. Perfection is. Well, it's kind of like uh, what was described to me was it's where the it's like the horizon. OK, so so the horizon is where the sky meets what. The land or water. Yeah. So yeah. now. But does it really meet the land or water? No. It doesn't even really exist. Right. <laughs> it's actually an illusion, you know, an appearance. Right. And and if you move towards it, how much closer to it are you? Not at all. Not at all. Oddly enough, when you move away from it, you're no further away either. That's perfection. It's unattainable and it's an ideal that cannot be reached. Right. So yes. for starters. I would encourage everyone on the planet to start aiming for a 98 instead of a hundred mm-hmm. because the 98 counts the same. You still get an A plus. 
And that last 2% of effort, it ain't worth it. (laughs) Now, the way you said it, or the way you do it with your kids, I think is perfect. Because I don't, I don't, I think the goal of, of literally the question reads, how do you keep your child's focus on doing their best the first time without requiring or expecting perfection? Well, doing their best the first time is actually perfection. Really? All these kids are going to do their best the first time? Good job. You're walking. Oh, my gosh. Is it okay to skip crawling? You know, he just did his best or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, So how do you keep your child's focus on doing their best? That's not what you want. You don't want them to focus on doing their best the first time. What you want a child to focus on is doing better than last time. Mm -hmm. And so if we keep doing better than last time, we can get somewhere. And then we got a basis of comparison control. That's what they want to keep doing. And that's what athletes do. They want to beat their personal best. They don't always get there, but that's the orientation. They're not trying to run as fast as Usain Bolt. They're trying to run faster than they did last time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So if we get into that, that frame of mind of constant improvement, the business world, they borrowed it from Japanese, which really in the right word, it's a funny story, but Kaizen. So it's this idea of constant improvement. That's what the game is. And so uh, I would say the way you keep your child's focus uh, on doing, um, you know, I'd say I'll, I'll keep your child focused on doing better um, today than they did yesterday or something like that. And, and you can do it by exactly what you did, Karen, which is just measure it. Mm-hmm. Let's just measure it. See how it goes. And so when you start noticing uh, they're getting a little better and a little better and a little better, um, they will uh, constantly improve in that area, whether it's math problems or pages written or words or misspellings. You could just chart the number of misspelled words, just, just that chart, and you would see their spellings improve. But we yeah. wouldn't dare want to ask, how do we get a child to spell their absolute best the, you know, every time, the first time they try, it's just, it's a, it's an overreach. Yes. I like that idea for doing a chart for spelling as well. That's, that's good. You know what? I I told my kids that if they had an essay where they only had maybe one or two words wrong max or one, I think for the oldest one, it was a no misspellings. Then I would buy them like something on Amazon that they really wanted a necklace. Well, they were so excited to write their essays every day and they just tried and tried and I had to buy some things on Amazon this weekend. So yeah, it's some mixture, I think of external motivation and then natural consequences and having those, what doesn't get measured never gets improved, you know, and kind of. Yeah. Well, you can't manage it either. It's the way they say it. You can't manage, you can't improve what you don't measure. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's the thing. How are you going to measure their best? How would you know they're doing their best? All you can say is, I know they've done better in the past, so they're not yeah. doing their best, but you need the past for that. This is a question about the first time. Right. So I got two words. Stop it. Right. <laughs> Stop it. Quit demanding perfection. Just find where they are and improve. 
you know, on spelling, I was talking to someone with um, a child with challenges of it. And I, I don't know why we don't catch on to this. And you and I, I know you've said it and you've done your training and I've said it mine too. One is my thing is to get them to quit guessing. But honestly, if you just take 10 words or five that they commonly misspell, right? And just get them to work on those. Let them copy them over three or four times, even just that little every day for a week. They'll get those in their repertoire. So like even a thing like spelling, you don't want perfection and, and you don't want to really make the issue misspelling. You really want to tell the child what we're trying to do is increase the number of words you can spell correctly in your little knapsack, your spelling knapsack, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're not, it's not about you misspelling. It's about increasing the number of words you know how to spell correctly. Right? Yes. And that's a lot of what we're trying to do with vocabulary. We don't get onto them for missing vocabulary in conversation. We want them to learn new words. You know, we right. want to quell that conflict <laughs> in their <Yes>. soul. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a great answer. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk about them. Please email them to us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. It could be about the Robinson curriculum or homeschooling in general, even parenting questions. Uh, just email us and we'd be happy to answer them.